Thank you for tuning in to the 10th episode of What Do You Say Anime? On today's episode, Adam and I will be giving our first impressions on the fall 2019 anime season. Compared to last season, I can safely say that this season has been a delight so far, but stay tuned for a more in-depth discussion. We will be doing our off-the-cuff question as always, and end with a game of 20 questions. Speaking of questions, have a question, discussion topic, or just want to say hi to the gang? Let us know by leaving a comment below, a message on Twitter, or email us at whatdoyousayanime at gmail.com. So without further ado, let's get this party started. Fatal Otaku, and with me is my partner in crime as always, Peter. Peter, how are things going for you today? Oh, Adam, everything is going fantastic. Um, looking forward to talking some anime with you today. Sounds good. So we have been watching anime from this last season. We're about three to four episodes in. We got some hot takes for you today. <laughs> so are you ready to just jump right into let's, things with our let's first start? Show? Let's go ahead. Alright, the first show we got on the docket today is My Hero Academia Season 4. I don't think there's really much to say about this one so far. If you've watched the first three seasons of My Hero Academia, you know this is a show that you're probably watching at this point. But if you haven't jumped into it quite yet, the series or the uh, season starts off with uh, an interviewer showing up to the school and basically trying to like figure out what's going on with the next... Uh, the, the, whoever's going to replace All Might here he's got a hunch that it might be Deku and it goes on from there that all the students are going to be going into a type of training program under some pro heroes so what are you thinking so far of what we've seen this season I think we're about three episodes in yeah we're about three episodes in uh, it started off like what I expected normally episode one's always that filler episode and we got that right away and then or sorry, like the filler recap episode they've done like every season. And now we're getting transitioning into the Deku's new role with him being in a work study with um, like the biggest All Might fan of all time. Really liking the villain that they're introducing. They kind of teased him in season three. But I like the fact that he's like working for the Yakuza or he's former Yakuza and like his quirk is like it's extremely deadly. Like he touches you and you kind of like whatever body party touches kind of explodes really liking like the it's a little more gruesome to say uh compared to a little more the first couple seasons were a little tame you, you saw blood and stuff like that but you didn't really see like i mean this will be like a spoiler but i'm pretty sure everybody's watching my hero academia where like 
the first fight scene with the League of Villains and the main villain guy, the guy, he kind of just, like, touches his chest, his entire body explodes. And I was like, whoa! Like, I'm used to, like, like all my punching somebody in the face or having a broken nose, not really having a body explode in my face type of thing. So, a little over the top, and I'm really liking the direction uh, Season 4 is going. Yeah, it's definitely going darker, but I mean, we're pulling the Yakuza in, so like you gotta expect that things are going to be a lot more gruesome, a lot less tame. It's like they're taking the training wheels off and just like the, how the characters are getting into like real business, like the show's taking the training wheels off. It's like we're not, it's not for necessarily for kids anymore. I mean, it still is, but it we're moving into like real more adult serious themes I feel like and it'll be fun to see where the season goes there hasn't been a ton that's happened but they're just laying the groundwork and I'm looking forward to it the show's been good the first three seasons so I expect nothing less from the fourth yeah this is the first season where I feel like the villain is like a a threat or like a threat on their lives I should say where before it's the other villains that they're fighting maybe Stain I mean Stain definitely like killed people but this one's like so like I don't know how to describe it, just such like a, um, just like so over the top trying to like violence of how he can kill people, and, and I, I feel really... like with, oh sorry I didn't mean to no cut no no off go there, ahead go ahead go ahead I feel like with by removing all might from the picture like you don't have that safety net to fall back on where it's like everyone's going to be fine because All Might's there. I mean, it's kind of cliche to say with no, the show. No, that's true. But it makes total sense. Like, that's how the characters in the show feel. But that's also how, like, what we're getting. It's like, they don't have All Might to fall back on, so anyone can die at any point. For now, sure. It, like. it, it definitely has that, like, mystery element of what's going to happen next because All Might's not there. Or, what, he has? He can do. He can use, like, his power an hour a day still? Or is that past... I, I don't even think he can. I don't think he can transform at all at this point. Yeah, to be honest, I'm not. I haven't caught up the most with like, like the My Hero Academia lore and stuff like that. So I, I'm. I know that he's either out of power or like extremely low on power type of thing. Where, yeah, it's like who's going to step up and save the day type of thing because All Might's not there anymore. Yep, and I just like how it reflects back on like us, the viewer. It's like just like how. The sh- in the world, the characters aren't safe because the symbol of peace is gone. Our safety net, where all the characters are going to be fine because they have All Might. We don't get that type of I, I calming feeling because like yes. he's gone. Yeah, actually, I did. I honestly didn't even think about that until we literally just started talking right now. And now it's kind of like I honestly thought like this this season it's starting off like the way it always starts off. And now that I put it in that way, like I feel like anything like. I can't, I, I can't like, not pay attention to an episode because literally anything can come out at any second now. I kind of have that feeling. So I didn't really think about it now that we're talking about it. It's like, oh, shit, like, you know what? Like, this season might actually be kind of, like, more, like, out of nowhere type of thing. So, yeah, actually, now I'm looking forward to My Hero more than normal. Wow, who would have thought? All right, next we'll transition to one of my favorite shows of the season so far, and it's on Funimation... And it's called Africa No Salary Man. And essentially it is a Zootopia type of show where all uh, characters are animophoric animals and they live in, and work as like normal 9 to 5 jobs. It's a pure comedy show. And do not watch this sub. It's one of the only, the, one of the only few shows I've ever said do not watch the sub. Actually it might be the only show I've ever said never watch the sub. The sub is so bad. 
and the dub is god tier. Uh, it's on, like I said, it's on Funimation. I think there's two episodes out right now. Uh, not a whole lot to say because only two episodes of the dub has been has came out compared to I think four episodes of the sub. But it's just like if you wanted like a Gretzko on crack, this is kind of the show where it's just pure comedy, pure like skits, uh, pure over the top fun. Definitely check it out if you're in, if you're looking for like a new comedy anime to watch. So it's not like a serialized show. It's more of like a skit show, or what exactly is it? So it's like each each scene, uh, you get like a six minute uh, office scenario, and then the scenario happens, and then they'll move into like a maybe like a four minute subway ride, and then like a six minute lunch scene type of thing. So it's just like transitions into their like normal office day jobs, but like the main characters are a lion, a lizard, and a lizard and a toucan. So they skin like different hijinks with like the lion being like the middle management and him being like king of the jungle, but now he's king of middle management. So it has like like the uh, Sahara animal vibe with like the office life type of thing. It's a little different, uh, but it's the comedy and just like the dialogue is just insane. They're just so ruthless and rude and vulgar to each other that it makes the show like such a delight to watch. If you watch it in English. The sub, I cannot even explain how bad the sub is. Alright, well, that'll be... That's one I was wanting to check out because I know you were talking about it online or mm-hmm. on Twitter about how good the dub was. And I love watching dubs when I'm gaming and stuff, so that may, will be, yeah. definitely be one that I'm checking out. Then you on, honestly could Sunday, just, right? Yeah, uh, yeah the, like, but like the animations are not good. Like The show is pure dialogue. So it is one of those shows where, like, you could just listen to it while you're, like, gaming, and it's, like, the perfect show for that, because you could just oh, nice. listen, you could, as long as you, like, get an idea of, like, who the toucan is, who the lizard is, and who the lion is, then you can, like, tune your brain out and, like, play games and watch the show at the same time type of show. Oh, that's a perfect show for me, then. Yeah. Alright, moving on to the next show we're talking about is Ahiru no Sora. This one is a... <coughs> Not slice life. It's a sports show about a character named Sora Kurumatani, and he is a short, weak uh, kid who's really passionate about basketball. It's his one like, the one thing like he goes one hundred percent all out for, and he joins his high school basketball team at the new high school he just started at. But the basketball team is pretty much defunct and is full of delinquents, and he is challenges basically the the gang leader to some basketball and basically inspires them one by one to like to to play and it's actually a really good show it's not like uh Kuriko no basket where they're all using like superpowers and stuff this is just straight like i don't i haven't watched slam dunk so i don't want to compare it to that per se, but it's more along the lines of a serious basketball show with an underdog story. And have you been watching this one at all? Yep, I love where this show is going. I was kind of put off by the show because of how slow it started because I thought that if this was going to be a 12-episodic show that they're going to ramp the last like couple episodes into like one season type of show but I found out that this is getting 24 episodes so the slower start kind of made sense it, it has more of like a haiku vibe than like slam yeah. dunk 
That's a good, that's a great way to put it. I haven't seen Slam Dunk, so I didn't want to compare it. Yeah. To that. But Hi- Haikyuu is a very good one to compare it to. Because the char- the main character is very like he's height challenged, so he's challenged by like people who are taller than him, and they don't think that he can play basketball. But in basketball, you need like a point guard who's small anyway, so it works out. And him just getting like a where instead of like Haiku, where they have like a set volleyball team already, this school doesn't really have a basketball team like. They use the basketball club as like a hangout spot instead of like an actual basketball team. So it's just him trying to get like an actual team together because there's like tall people at a school who have played basketball. So really enjoying like the, it has like that underdog story, the group of misfits coming together to create a team type of story. And I mean, I'm a sucker for basketball. It's my favorite sport. So I, I mean, I love this show so far. I think it's only going to get better. I'm glad, like, the... my like, One of my biggest gripes in, like, shows, period, are how characters never grow. Like, if there's, like... Oh, a, yeah. If there's, like, the... So, for example, like, the dickhead in, like, Sword... Or not Sword Art. Uh, Rising of the Shield Hero. Like, he doesn't change throughout the show. He's always a dick. Where, like, in this show, like, the, the two, like, tall brothers are dicks. But, like, at least one of them is, like, seeing this guy, like, grow as a character. And he's like, you know what? Like... Maybe I should stop being a piece of shit and just play basketball. It's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you enjoy playing basketball, and now I'm not going to be a dick, and now I'm going to play basketball. And, like, he kind of, like, learns to, like, let his frustrations go through uh, playing basketball. And the other brother, it looks like, and this is exactly where I wanted to go, that he doesn't play basketball because he's trying to get a girlfriend. And I think it's leaning more towards hey, if I play basketball and I'm good, girls will like me type of thing, and that he's probably going to start playing basketball, which is, like, that's the role, like, I wanted him to do because that's, like, the perfect thing for his character. And I have a feeling, and this is just, this might be a spoiler, this is just me guessing, but, like, so in, like, the third episode, because they're all delinquents, they're getting in fights with other, like, schools over, like, territory, and now because they beat up on like the delinquents beat up on a bunch of kids that were be, that were bullying one of the dudes they end up uh in a basketball match with a really good school who's like supposed to be trying to get to the national tournament that year and one of the the captain of the teams like I joined I wanted to keep playing basketball and I challenged their school because there's someone there that I want to play against and I have a feeling it's the older brother I think he was, he never tried at basketball, and he was just, like, freaking god-tier. And his, the younger brother, the one who practiced all the time, who couldn't do anything, couldn't make a shot, was the one who practiced and never got any better, and that's why there's, like, ba- a kind of bad blood between the brothers. Yeah. I have a feeling I, oh, that's I, what we're going to see here. Yeah, that's a good point. And I guess this is more like another, like, basketball term, but, like, a lot of times, like, the tall people in basketball can't shoot. And I like that the fact that the tall people or the tall brother in this show legit can't shoot. Oh and yeah, he's so bad. It's kind of funny to watch him shoot. Yeah, he's, he's like he, throwing it in a straight line right at the hoop. It's yeah, great. So, and I was like, that's like like if you're familiar with basketball, like if you ever see uh, DeAndre Jordan try to shoot the ball, he like he can't. And they literally like developed a rule for him because everybody would just follow him and make him shoot free throws because he was so bad shooting that they knew that if he, they put him at the free throw line that he wasn't going to make any of his free throws. So I kind of like that the tall brother can't shoot, but then he's, like, learning that, like, hey, I don't have to shoot. I can just, like, rebound and dunk it, and it's perfectly fine. 
and uh, they let the small dude shoot the ball. And so it's like them actually coming together as a team, like figure out your strengths and weaknesses as, as a team and like applying that to an actual game. And I was like, this makes sense. Like, thank you for just not being over the top where like every single character can shoot a three and every single character can dunk. It's like, no, this dude's small. He can do layups and pass and he can shoot. And the tall dude can't shoot. He can dunk it though. So I was like, and then he, perfect. And you have, even have the other delinquents on the team. They're like, we, we're no good at dribbling the ball, but you know what? Let's just practice passing to each other. Yeah. And yeah, so they've gotten good at that. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like, uh, hopefully they'll learn to do a few other things. But, like, yeah. you can kind of see them slowly building. And it's, it's a really good sports show. Yeah. And I think it's one of those, it's only going to get better. And I, I, I mean, anytime that we get a basketball anime, I'm going to watch it, so... Same here. And if, if you do watch this show and you do enjoy it and you want something a little different, I want to recommend Hinamaru Sumo because it's a, it's a sumo wrestling anime, but it does the same kind of thing where it's ki- people who are out of their element learning to sumo wrestle. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have that whole... Well, it kind of has the superpower thing, but like not to the extent that like Kirk or no Basket did where everyone has like... A special talent that they can't yeah. get, but I think we've been on this one enough. Let's throw yeah. it on to the next All one. All right, next one is another animal anime that we have going on this this year and or this season, and it's B Stars. Now, B Stars is another show that's I from what I told I've never seen Zootopia, but my friend said, "Oh, that sounds like Zootopia." So it's carnivores and herbivores are now in like a society together. Where they live as one, and we they have the school drama club where in the first episode this isn't a spoiler like this is like the whole premise of the show where a herbivore actor is killed by a carnivore but you don't know who the carnivore is, and the main character of the show is Lagoshi who is a wolf and he is the tallest biggest student at the school and everyone just assumes that he is the person who. Uh, is the murderer essentially but like nobody can prove it and it's kind of like an ongoing situation and it's just their whole story of them trying to it's it's essentially like this happened to me in high school where like they're essentially just trying to like how do we continue high school life after somebody died like I had somebody in my high school who like passed away and it's like how do we like like how do we how does Tuesday happen after Monday just happened and somebody's not there anymore Yep. And so it's kind of like it's a very like dramatic show. It is not funny. It this is like a legit drama psychological show. There's some like comedy elements in the show, but it's definitely not if you're looking for it to be funny, it's not. And we talked about it earlier in like our first uh like preview one where this is a CG anime. But it's made by the people who did Land of the Lustrious, so it's probably going to be questionable whether the animations are going to be good or not. And the animations are unbelievable. It's so good. And I believe only two episodes are out right now. I think the third either comes out, like, I think it comes out tomorrow. I haven't checked. I looked for it today and it wasn't out, so I forgot exactly what day it came out. But if you're looking for, like, a serious drama-filled, like, show, this is legit. I think this is an early anime of the season contender. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think it's that good. Um, it's just, it, there's no other shows that are like this. Like, where it's like pure drama, pure story. 
Uh, the character elements are like amazing because they're animals, and it's like it's just something very different and unique. And I like shows that do that. And it's like shows that take risks. This is a show that takes a risk, and I'm loving it every second of it. So I'm looking forward to more B stars. It's I think it's yeah. This is the show that it's a Netflix Japan jail, so it oh. will be on Netflix eventually, but like we don't know when it's going to be on Netflix. So. Uh, Because that that happened to, uh, like, Carol and Tuesday. That was a Netflix Japan jail, and they released 12 episodes, like, the first 12 episodes of Carol Tuesday, like, a month ago. So, like, eventually Beastars will be on Netflix. It's just, like, it's probably going to be, like, April 2020. All right. So, you said the main character, we was a wolf, if I remember correct. Yep. He's a gray wolf. Would you compare him, his character, I know it's different genres, but... To like Ryuji from Toradora, where he's like, his appearance is giving him like an intimidation factor that he doesn't have. Yeah, it's kind of um, it kind of has but that much I, more serious. I think it's more like uh, Hachiman from okay. My Teen Romantic Comedy Snafu. Except the difference is this dude is like intimidating, where like Hachiman is like a pansy and nobody care, like nobody's intimidated by him. Uh, so it's kind of like he does things behind the scenes where like. He he's like he's not a bad person. He's like he he like he you know from the first episode that like, he's not the one that killed the student. Um, he he's like trying to like help people. So instead of like him being like they're in like a drama club, instead of him being an, an actor, he does like behind the sta- the stage type of thing. Like he's a producer, and he's always like trying to help other people out instead of himself type of thing, and. So it's more of like a Hachiman from my teen romantic comedy Sanfu. But it does have like that Ryuji type of thing where it's like he's quiet, but like he's a good guy. Intimidating. Well, uh, the reason uh, I, I guess chose Ryuji's, that. Yeah, Ryuji's kind of intimidating now that I think about well, it. Well, uh, the first yeah. part of Toradora, everyone talks about how everyone's afraid of him because he has that like mafia boss look to him until he gets yeah. the crap beat out of him by like a four foot nothing little tsundere. But yeah, but I guess for that. I, I probably lean more towards Hachiman just because, like, he has this uh, this character, Leoshi, has, like, no friends. Where, like, Ryuji is, like, intimidating, but, like, he has friends, people talk to him, people know who he is, yeah. like, that type of thing. This is just, like, he's quiet, he doesn't talk to anybody, nobody talks to him, he just goes on with his day type of thing, but he does have, like, that intimidating factor type of thing. Alright. Well, that actually completely caught me off guard because looking at it and reading it, I expected more of, like, a comedy... I guess coming out of it when you have like, I think a lot of people animals, did. I think was, a lot of people did. Yeah, I definitely did not expect it to be a serious like drama. Mm-hmm. All right, next one we're moving on to is season two of We Never Learn. This one is about a student teacher who's helping out three of his classmates to work on subjects that they're not very good on, and eventually is turns into his three the three students that he's tutoring falling in love with him and they've actually introduced a couple more a an ex-teacher and an older student who's a taking college prep classes but this is just kind of a comedy about uh like i said it's a it's a romance about tutoring and like ha you want to jump in here quick yeah i know um, you've seen some of it there's so this this yeah the second season of we never learn uh i definitely i like the first season i think i gave it a seven out of ten and i'm really liking season two 
I like how they're devoting every episode like 12 minutes per episode to like one specific girl and I like that we're getting like we already know the characters well but like we're getting to know them more and now like the last episode where we saw uh what's the glasses girl's name um uh, da, 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 da. uh I forgot but Ogata her, Rizu Ogata Rizu okay so Rizu we see her like changing her appearance and like try to get like the main character's attention type of show where it's like now they're like more branching into the romance element of the show than before where it's like I mean mostly all just set up and comedy but now it's like okay now we're branching into like the, the rom- I mean okay because the, the tan girl definitely had like romantic things in season one but like she was really the only character and now this season it's like way more romantic than the previous season so oh, yeah. I like in the way that they're going with that I really hope they don't do anything with Sensei. Please no. Like, she's fine <laughs> as, like, a supporting character, but that, that's it. I, I, I th- don't feel like you're going to get your wish. I feel like they're all getting there. <coughs> and I do it, like how they... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, this is definitely turning into all five of them having their... the, the te- Having their moments. The teacher's definitely the tsundere of the group. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I just wish it wasn't. And But I... I don't think all the, I think they pretty much cemented that the the purple haired girl, the like the year older girl, is pretty Asumi. much cemented that yeah, that she's not really I think she like finds the main character like cute, but like she doesn't really have real she just likes messing with them type of thing. And I think that like she knows like the other girls like him. Oh yeah. And so she, her whole goal is just like the mess with them type of thing. And I just think like she's thinks of him more as like a play toy than like an actual like boyfriend material type of thing, so I think that it's pretty cemented that she's not going to be a part of the harem. So, I mean, there's still, like, I think there's been three episodes, so we still have, like, who knows where it can go. And I know, like, the manga's still ongoing, so, like, I know this isn't technically the end of the show, and they might still do another season because they've been pumping out Shonen Jump shows like crazy this year, so maybe yep. we'll get a season three, but I don't know. The last harem from Shonen Jump was Nisako, and it ended at season two, so we'll see. Yeah, they've... So who have they had a... I think Rizu got two episodes. Yep, and then the Tan Girl when they were Orica trying to do like, got they, one, and then yeah, the, Asumi got one, and Sensei got one. Well, okay, Asumi and uh, yeah, the Sensei and Mafuyu. Yep, both got half an episode. Yeah, so the next episode will probably be the blue-haired girl will get, like, part of the episode, yeah. and then hopefully the story transitions into them all coming together and, like, having, like, a storyline, but we'll see. Yeah, because it's been kind of, like... What's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of been, like... Each episode has just kind of been its own, like, secluded thing. They really haven't had a lot of, uh... Group episodes. Which the first season was all about that, because they were... I guess they were setting everything up. You were getting to know each of the characters... And, like, watching things develop. The one thing I will say that I, I want to point out quick, though, is Rizu, because her whole thing was that she was really, like, math smart, but she wasn't good at, like, reading people. Yep. She was kind of like that cootere where she doesn't have, like, much emotion. She showed a lot more in these last couple episodes, and I like that because they even pointed out that she's, like, developing. You could see her, like, being able to express herself a lot more and then understand other people's emotions. Which yeah, means some things sure. are moving forward. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, the characters are definitely developing as the show goes on. And 
Yeah, I'm just hoping that they continue to develop as the show goes on. Yep. Alright, next one we have up is called Kimono Michi. It's one of the one of the six isekais we have this season. It's are there a, six? There are six isekais this season. I don't know how many I'm watching off the top of my head, I but have, this is I didn't even really consider I think I'm watching like th- I think I'm watching three. So it's about a professional wrestler who gets teleported into another world where he his love of pets uh, outweighs everything and so his whole goal in life is to create a is to be a pet shop owner in this new world but it's filled with like demon pets so he hits like a pet Cerberus he hits like a uh, like a magical salamander like a griffin these type of characters are these types of animals that he's like taming all together and he gets like a band of like misfit people he has like the cat girl and then like the demon girl and like I don't know what else they have in there, but they got a whole cast of characters. Adam, how are you liking the show so far? Alright, so I watched all the episodes last night, and it's on Funimation. The first two episodes I watched were in dubbed. Or were dubbed. And I loved the first two episodes dubbed. It was great. The third and fourth episode... Though I was enjoying it, mainly because I was already, like, into the show because of the first two, I was falling off a bit more. And I feel like that's because the dub is superior to the sub. And so, I, think, oh, I would recommend, if you're going to give it a shot, try watching the dub, even if you don't normally. Because I think it's really good. I think I'm going to give the dub a shot, too, because of all the shows I'm watching this season, this one's probably technically the worst and I wouldn't not I wouldn't mind trying the dub out to see if it saves the show I think the show the comedy is not that good and some of the scenes in the show are like really rapey like him it's not like I don't know how to describe it he like tames his animals but like in a really weird way because some of the like for instance like the cat lady is like part cat and part human but he, like he's not familiar with that, so he like tries taming like a cat lady and stuff like that. But it's like aggressively like petting her, and like the people do not want to be pet at all. And it's like, oh, this is like border in their world. Like this is like sexual assault. All right, so I'll say this then: if that was a turnoff for you, the English turns that up to eleven. Okay, <laughs> and so it's like way over the top that you're like, I can't believe what I'm watching. And the like the the voice acting work I think is great because they express that quite like like fervently is like I can't believe what's going on like when he's petting the wolf in episode one yeah and he's like burying his face in the wolf's chest and like scratching it like underneath it's on his neck underneath his chin mm-hmm. like the sister is just like uh, I, get off my brother you weird pervert like yeah well, we're sorry we we'll, we'll leave you alone but. Just the way they react is just so feels so genuine that it's hilarious. But if that isn't your thing, it probably isn't going to be any better watching the dub. Yeah, I mean, I'm still gonna give it a shot. Like, I think I was saying this to you earlier, where like this season has a lot of shows that just like aren't bad. There's a lot of shows that are just like either like average, slightly above average, that type of range. This one's just like an average show. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to drop it, but like I wouldn't mind like giving the dub a shot to see if it's better than the sub because I honestly don't think the sub is that great. And 
I maybe I'll just wait for the new episodes and not watch rewatch the old episodes dub and see if that's any better. Yeah, like I say, if if this show doesn't immediately turn you off with something like that, I definitely would recommend at least watching the dub, giving it a shot because this is, in my opinion, the dub is far superior. If only because like there's the characters saying every or th- all the characters, the background ones are saying what you're thinking as you're watching it. Like, I have no idea what you're getting on about, but whatever. Okay. Like, it's good. Like, I I really enjoyed it. Okay, sounds good. All right, moving on to the next one. This might be my sleeper hit based on the my anime list score, and that's After School Dice Club. This is the a story of a group of girls that meet up at a board game shop and just play tabletop games and it's more than just like introducing you to tabletop games like uh dumbbells was with like trying to teach people how to work out this also actually gets into some like character development where characters you're starting to see like their their history and like the things that make them tick their goals and their ambitions and like what's made them what they are and like using board games and like friendship to overcome any like traumas and stuff they have I found some of the scenes, like, genuinely, like, tear-jerking at times. And, I don't know, for a game about... Or, sorry, a show about playing, like, board games as its, gen- like, primary premise, it's really good. And if you like board games, I definitely recommend watching this. Yeah, I was hoping that it would have, like, this laid-back camp type of vibe from two seasons ago, where it's just, like, cute girls doing cute things. And this, it's definitely... That's exactly what it is. It's cute girls doing cute things... I like the characters. I like the dynamics of the characters. I like like their group that they have. I really like like the ditzy fun girl who like can't take a hint but is like so positive. Uh like I there's really not like bad things to say about it. Like yeah, like you said before like it's mouse score like does not justify how good the show is. Like I'm thoroughly enjoying every second of the show. I can see like if this isn't like if this isn't your type of show you shouldn't watch it to begin with but like if this is your type of show you will like this show and i mean like the only minor things i don't like about the show is the lighting where like you can see it uh the ditzy fun girl it looks like she has like this spotlight on her head 24 7 and it doesn't change based off like her walking or anything it's like really minor things like that but like the dynamic of the like, their squad is great and the games they play are fun and like interesting and like I would legit want to play some of these games that they play so oh absolutely so and I didn't even notice that but now that you're pointing it out the spotlight thing like that that is like definitely a thing I can even see it in like the teaser picture right now yeah but uh oh, what was I gonna say I also think they don't there's a even though they focus a lot on the characters which is a good thing I almost feel like I wish there was a little bit more time spent in the games because they kind of just, they show you the rules, they introduce it, and then they kind of jump to the end and, like, the the moral of the story is type of thing. And that's fine and all, but I kind of wish we got a little more of them playing the games and maybe we'll get that later on. Mm-hmm. But these first few games, I've been like, oh, yeah, this is this sounds really fun. i like to see how they got to the end game before they just, like, solve it, solve whatever it is that they gotta do, but that's my only little minor gripe. I actually really love the art to the show, besides, like, the whole thing you just pointed out with the the lighting. It I love the desi- the character designs and, like, 
the way that everything pops. It's very colorful. Yeah, the like it's literally like only like the lighting thing that I don't like. Other than that, like the characters themselves are, I like them a lot, and like they are beautifully well drew, like beautifully well drawn. There we go. Trying to spell words too fast. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. has a six point five on Mal right now, and I, I honestly cannot. I I would tell people don't take that score as what it is because yeah. it's so much better than that. It is I think at it's least a seven like and a half eight. eight at the yep. very least if you're if this is your show and if if you really like it I could see people honestly giving the show a ten. Yeah, I think I have it like right now it's like a seven, but like that's only because there's only been three episodes, yeah. and it definitely has room for doing anything down the road. Yeah, I think this is of all the shows that I'm watching right now, this has the lowest my anime list score, and that doesn't nearly compared like tell you about what the show act how good the show actually is because i think it's way better than that yeah there are a lot of shows i'm watching that are not as good as this so if you like board games you like cute girls you like pretty art definitely give this a shot for sure next up is for sure my front runner for anime of the season and that's kona oto tamari season two and i uh season one was like the my sleeper pick like, that many people are watching it, and season two is so good. Oh my god, I love season two so much. Uh, it's about a group, it's like a music club group that plays the Japanese instrument, the Kodo. It's like a laid down 17 string harp. And the first season is them, like, coming together as a club, and, like, just, like, competing, but, like, not, like, seriously competing, and just, like, trying to see, like, where they rank as, like, a school. And then they, like, do, like, their first competition, and they realize, like, hey, we're not as bad as we thought we were. So now season two is, like, ramping it up, where it's like, hey, we should start trying more. We should do this, this, then this. And there's, like, different elements. And I just love, like, the low-key, like, relationship between some of the characters in the club. And I love, like, the music is unbelievable, and the characters are great. Like, it can be super drama-filled, and then they can cut the, the like, the, the tension with like really good comedy in like a millisecond because like they're just teenagers and they're having fun but like obviously life happens and some shit some shit goes down so like you get like a whole element of like everything in the show and I love it so much and I wish more people would watch it it's on Funimation I think it only has a sub but since it's on Funimation it might get a dub um man I there's if you just like music anime like this is it has a lot of... I haven't seen Sound Euphorium, but I'm assuming it's kind of like Sound Euphorium. Yeah, I've only seen uh, Liz and the Bluebird, and that is a... How do I want to put it? It's a... Not a drama, but it's definitely more about a serious topic, not so much like... Uh, uh, it, it's a happy-go-lucky... Uh, how do I want to... Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's a... Like I guess a drama would be the only way to put it, but it's not necessarily like gloomy. And I, yeah, if Sound Euphonium, yeah. it takes place in the same universe that Liz does. So if it's like that, I assume like you're just kind of getting a, uh, a a a drama series, a slice of light drama. Yes, and it's like it, they know that they're teenagers, and like that this isn't the end of the world if they win or lose like a competition. But they're still, like, going to, like, try their best and, like, they're still going to, like, compete to their heart's content type of show. 
and there's there's just a lot that goes into it with like being like really close to like I think there's like eight people in the club, so just like like that like bond friendship of having like eight really close friends like it has like that really good like group friend element to it because sometimes there's like you guys are taking stuff really seriously and there's that one dude screwing around and they have like that type of element in the show too where it's like hey like we're trying like if you're all like joke around like get the hell out of here type of thing so I love it it's 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 way more like comedy slice of life than it is drama but it definitely has like drama elements into it so I can't recommend this show enough. I, season 1 was like an 8 out of 10, and like right now season 2 is like a 9. I think it's so good. And I know like the manga is loved, and I think I feel like they're doing like a really good adaptation of the show. Alright, that sounds like an interesting one to check out if you're a fan of music and uh, comedy drama slice life shows. Uh, next one we're jumping into is probably the most Contra- not not controversial, but Ooh. like it's gonna have the biggest split between fan bases. This one is a Sword Art Online Alicization War of Underworld. It takes place six months after six months within the game that they are playing. It's like immediately after the events of in the real world. But anyway, it takes place six months after the Pontifax has been killed in inside the world and Kirito is now in a comatose coma state again. Good. And Al- <laughs> and Alice is watching over him back in what is it? Rulid Village and the dark territories are about to bust down the wall and start killing everybody in the human like village in the human villages. While this is all going on, we are being introduced to the major antagonist of the arc and from what people are saying the best villain of the show I do not remember his name <laughs> it, it's like it's really hard because it's a super like English name it's like ah oh, crap now I gotta go Bandit f- Keith <laughs> no it's not Bandit Keith but it, it, <laughs> he has a very western name and I sure. for the love of me cannot figure remember what it was but anyway he's you're introduced to him, you find out what his goals are, why he's trying to st- get the soul get the soul of Alice so that, yeah. So basically you're just introduced to the main villain and his objective. Asuna's gonna be diving into the world, and we haven't really gotten a lot besides setup in these first three episodes, but from what is being shown the war is about to go 100% in in the next couple episodes so it should be fun if you're an SAO fan if you're not stay away because you already know you're not going to like it absolutely <laughs> don't really need to say anything else about I this I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I, super excited for it but not everyone I tried to hate watch the hell out of season or the first part and it did nothing for me so I'm glad you're sticking with it I'm glad that we can get your perspective of this one uh, just for talking purposes. Yep. And if you guys want to talk to me about Sao, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm all in on it. So from what from what you just told me, I have no interest of. I I think I watched 17 episodes of the first part. I have no interest of finishing that. So I'm glad that you told me what it's getting into, and I'm glad I'm staying away from it. Alrighty. <laughs> Next one up is No Guns Life, which is. A future-based show, future-based, it's like in the near future, 
where technology is getting so advanced that people are replacing their body parts with they're essentially becoming androids the main character has a gun for a head he was essentially like this military experiment and he was in like their army and now that he's living civilian life he's more of like a private detective now and just a whole lot of like mischief going on in like a crime ridden world where everybody's trying to buy like black market like android parts to like their arms eyes brain uh legs anything you can think of it can be like artificially implanted into your body or like they'll just cut off your arm and give you a new arm type of thing and there's obviously a lot of like drama corruption violence with situations like this that arise and his job as like a private detective is he's trying to just make the world like he he's really like make the world a better place. He just wants to make wherever he lives better, so there could be stop, stop being so much crime. And he just like wants to live like a peaceful life, but like shit keeps happening. He's like, fine, I'll deal with it because he's like, he's like one of the most strongest like people based off his. They're called extensions, the like implements that they have to their body. So like he's a very powerful. He has very powerful extensions. So like he knows that. So. He just goes around, like, fucking people up type of thing. <laughs> and, like, it's done by Madhouse, which is, like, one of the best, like, animation studios. They did um, A Place Further Than the Universe last year, which was, like, breathtaking. And this one's more gritty, but, like, really, really well done. Really, like, the best... It's, like, it's really gritty, really, I don't know, dark. I, I-, I haven't really... It's been a long time since I've seen like Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, but it's kind of it kind of gets that type of vibe of like the future violence type of like android fighting type of thing. So I feel like if you like Ghost in the Shell, you're probably gonna really like No Guns Life. All right, they're both are series I have not touched, so I can't really speak for either of them. Yeah. But yeah, if that's but like, like th- this one's so good, like this is. I probably, like, every season I'll probably do, like, three, like, anime of the season contenders. This is probably, like, third for, like, anime of the season contender. Oh, nice. So, it's definitely a recommendation then from you. So, so good. If you like, uh, it, the, was it, the genre's sign-in, so it's more gritty, more, uh, like, bloody. So, like, Vinland Saga right now is a sign-in. Um, like, Attack on Titan, I think, even though I think it's technically a shonen, it's more sign-in than shonen, so... If you like those type of shows, you're really going to like No Guns Life. Alright, sounds good. Oh, so the next one we're going to be talking about might be, at least for me, one of two shows that I am most torn on how I feel about it. And this is Cautious Hero. The hero is overpowered, but overly cautious. The premise is a goddess, Lestarte, summons a hero to save a world but the hero that she summons is completely off the wall cautious about absolutely everything to the point that he has three sets of armor he has he spends all his money on items he spends day after day after day training like just doing push-ups sit-ups as much workout as he can before he even adventures off into the other world along with like just going 100% on even the weakest of enemies my biggest issue with the show, because it is funny, my biggest issue with the show is the art. I can't tell whether I love what they're doing with the art or absolutely hate it. And 
my reason for saying this is when they do facial animations, especially for the goddess who is pretty yeah. much Aqua. She is Aqua. It yeah, so she's pretty much Aqua from Konosuba, but whenever they do her facial animations, they do a really good job with what they're with the art style they have of exaggerating everything. But when they're taking things serious or not doing those exaggerated scenes, the art comes off as really cheap. Yeah, it does. And it work like I said, it works well when they're using it to their advantage because it kind of like the cheapness of the art plays into the comedy. But when they're not doing that, you can really see just like things that are off with like eyes being like out of proportion or in weird spots on the face, just small things like that, that when, if you're not paying all that much attention, aren't that big a deal. But when you're looking out for them, you catch it all the time and it really takes away from it, but it's still a fun show. And the hero is, I thought I knew all like the jokes they were going to make with him being cautious, but they take it to an extreme. Like I, I can't, you can't even predict at times. At least I wasn't able to, which I really enjoyed. Like, there's... I, I don't want to spoil anything for people, but I'll just say that they take it to extremes that it's like, wow, they really went above and beyond with how far he is willing to go to make sure that he always wins. I don't know. How yeah. did you feel about it? Yeah, like you said, they take cautious to, like, a whole other level. and But that's my biggest gripe with the show. I think right now the show is, like, I'm enjoying it. It's funny. Uh, like, the situations that they get into are, like pretty good like comedic the only problem with this show that i feel it's going to happen down the road is the punchline is always going to be ha 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 he's cautious so like it's never going to be anything dynamic the answer is always going to be he's cautious yeah so he's always going to do like like for instance like trying to kill something he blows it up like a gazillion times so like it's always going to be like that line of like cautiousness it's like he's always going to do a million sit-ups yeah. he's always going to do this so it's like it's funny right now, but is it going to be funny episode nine when I've already seen it? Yeah. And that's my biggest concern. Right now, I think the show is perfectly fine. I think, like, compared to the other isekais we've had last season, oh. the show is the show is perfectly enjoyable for, like, most fans. Uh, this is, like, Konosuba light, so it's, like, I get, like, the funny kind of... It has, like, parody elements in it. Uh, that type of, like fantasy isekai genre of comedy it's not as good as konosuba but oh, like no. it's a nice little like i don't know shut your brain off and laugh type of comedy like this is a perfectly enjoyable show i've no i like my only issues is what's it gonna be like down the road and like you said with the art too like they pick and choose their scenes where they want to like make the art good like when they have like the facial expressions of the goddess and she's like what and her her face all like distorted and everything and it's crazy over the top like that's hilarious but then it's like normal seeds like one eye is above the lower eye it's like okay well like you did double check the art before you did this so it's pick and choose on the art which is fine going into this type of show like i'm not expecting like like groundbreaking art so like it's not really like a big detail to me so for for the most part this is a very enjoyable solid show yep 
I said there if, if you if you you'll kind of know going <coughs> into this if you like that Konosuba vibe you're not going to get that level of comedy and that like it's not that good like Peter said but no. it's it's an enjoyable show but you do have to worry that the art and the comedy is going to possibly wear off later on like there's only so many ways they're going to be able to make the same joke funny and a lot of the times I didn't even find those jokes funny it was the stuff I didn't see coming like with his stats like they played it very well into like one of the big reveals I'm like okay that, that was ahead. cool like, that, like he's even cautious around the goddess that he's like I'm not going to spoil yeah. it because it's actually kind of a big thing where like he's cautious about literally every single person whether they're like good or bad yep. and like his he's just he's overly cautious like <laughs> It makes sense. Yeah, and it, th- that's where the funny parts come. It's where when he takes it to the extremes, like, he doesn't trust even the people that have been helping him out this whole time. He still thinks they might be spies or turned into a zombie without yep. his him noticing. Just stuff like that. You're like, okay, that was good. But the, I'm going to blow up the slimes 500 times with Hellfire magic. It, wa- it wasn't funny the first time, and it definitely won't be funny when they do it the 20th time in episode. That, that's my biggest concern, is how many times is that slime situation going to happen with, like, different, like, enemies or creatures he has to battle type of thing. But we'll see when we get there. As of right now, enjoyable show. Yep. All right, next up we have Ore Wosuki. This is a terrible picture I have, but uh, it's a, like, a counter harem where the main character thinks like these different girls like him but actually all the girls like his best friend and then a random girl likes him and then his best friend likes the girl that likes him so you get like a love quadrat or like a love diamond and everyone's all over the place um I thought this show was just gonna be like harem etchy trash but like it's legit like super funny uh, it's way better than I thought it has any right to be. Uh, most of the characters are just, like, awful people, but it's fine because everybody's awful, and it, like, works out. And, like, it's, like, if, like, two negatives make a positive, but in this case, it's, like, six negatives make three positives, and it just, it, like, works out, and the dynamic between the whole cast and crew is really good. Uh, how they set up, like, the next couple episodes are going to be very interesting to see how the show goes. I've heard that the next couple of episodes aren't as good as the first three, so I'm really, like, hoping that that's not true because I thoroughly enjoyed the first three. Uh, this is, from, like, uh, last season we had Hensuki, which I think is one of the worst shows of the year. This is, like, a much better Hensuki where it's, like, a little edgy, but not really. It's just more of, like, a comedy school romance type of show but like everybody sucks type of thing yeah that's actually so I read part of the manga going before this about probably about six months ago before this came out and that was actually what turned me off originally was I didn't get far enough in to see how some of the other characters were but the main character was to from what they show is just like he set this whole thing up to try to get the girls to fall in love with him so it's almost like he's setting up his childhood friend and, like, the class president or whatever to, like, fall in love with him so that he can start a harem. And I'm like, that's really douchey. 
But yeah. if everyone else turns out to be like a bad guy and no one kind of ends up getting what they want, it sounds like that actually might be something worth watching and I might give yeah, it another that's... try. But I was originally never got to the point where I found out anything about any other characters. I was just like, heh. So the main character that I'm supposed to quote-unquote be rooting for is kind of a total tool. Like, I don't know if I want to watch a show about him hurting people or attempting to, like, manipulate people like that, especially if they're cute girls that are don't haven't done anything wrong. But if they're also terrible people, then, well... Yeah, because it's like... He wants to use them. They want to use him. Other people want to use those groups. And it's like, it just all comes together where it's like everybody sucks. And then it gets to a point where, like, you know everybody sucks. And then right now that we're kind of at that, I don't know, like, what's going to happen next. But we're kind of at a point where, like, everybody knows they suck. And, like, maybe they'll try to be better people, but we don't really know. So we'll see as the show goes on. All right. So, the other show that I was mentioning just a bit ago where I'm it might be like not my favorite of the show season, it might turn out to be great, but it also could be like the worst show of the season for me is didn't I say to make my abilities average in the next life. So, the main character is a girl reincarnated into a fantasy world where she's given one option to one thing that she can bring with her one wish essentially and she asks for her abilities to be average because in the real in the regular world or the world she was from she was too perfect and didn't have a regular life so she just wants a regular old life but this wish somehow backfires like a met like a cursed monkey paw and she ends up being completely overpowered for spoiler reasons but she becomes completely overpowered and she's trying to just pretend to be a normal girl. Uh, it's It can be funny at times, but... And I actually think the art is really nice in this one. But I don't know how much real plot there's going to be to this show. It seems like it's just kind of cute, a cute girl or a cute group of girls trying to be adventurers while one of them is completely badass overpowered. How did you feel about this one? Yeah, it's like cute girls going on an adventure and like I, I guess like the branch off of like how she's so OP is like when she is when she like dies and meets the god or whatever, she has to be average and he takes it as average of a god. So she is fifty percent of the power of the elder dragon, which is like the most powerful creature in the world. So, compared to a god, she's half the power. She's a demigod, essentially, uh, her power level. And so, <laughs> it's just, like, it's just, like, cute girls going on an adventure. Like, some some of the, like, I really like the healer girl of the group, Pauline, I think her yep. name is. Of how she, she, like, watches uh, the main character in the show. I think, the, like, her friend's car, Mile. She, like, creates, Miley. like, a... Miley, yeah. She creates, like, a, a doll, and they don't have dolls in her world, so then Pauline notices that, and so she profits off of making, like, these dolls out of, like, their figurines. And I, like, love that character where, like, she's, like, hustling, because she's poor, I think, in the show. And she's, like, looking for ways to make money. So, like, her aspect of it, but then all the other girls are, like, stereotypical trope. The blonde knight is, like, darkness minus the, like, sexual, like... <laughs> 
sadistic side of her and the redhead just like the cute explosion girl like Megumin but like not as cool uh, it's just like cute girls going on like an RPG adventure it's fine it's average like make my abilities average in the next life how about we make this show average in the next life because yeah. it's just an average show yeah I do like you You may, You bring up a good point with uh, was it Paul was it Pauline Pauline's the healer yeah, yeah. like she's the the one girl she has memories from her past life so she like created like little nendoroids of yeah nendoroids yeah of, of some of the characters that she remembers from like earth and then she starts like carving characters of them like she made little dolls of all of them but they're like nendoroid figures and so Pauline like takes this idea and because she's like a merchant's daughter she like turns into like a prophet and like she's the one character that I actually feel like like you said really good she's funny She's also, Love like, has that sadistic, like, side. Like, she's way smarter than she lets on. And, like, whenever they need someone to be cold and calculating, she's the one who does it. But she's also the sweet healer. So, like, you yeah. don't... No one sees it coming. But then, like, yeah, everyone else. Pretty bland, generic. And the show could... Like I said, it could be funny. It could continue just to be completely average. But I could also see this just, like, not getting any better from where it's at and just going off the cliff and diving. So it's yeah. fine. Yeah, they do, like, the cliche, like, she doesn't really want to fight or whatever, but then they make fun of her breast size, and then she gets really pissed. It's like, okay, like, <laughs> all right, we've seen this, like, a thousand times, so it's like, that part's just like, ugh, whatever. But, like, some of the elements are fine. It's just, it's an average show. And they that's, do do good jobs with call- references and callbacks. Like, you'll see, like, little references to, like, other anime and stuff. That they won't, like, straight out say, but they'll give you just enough to be like, ha, I know what you're referencing there. Yeah, they do, like, um, who's, like, the ace, the objection! Yeah, they do a they do Phoenix that. Wright joke. Phoenix Wright, they have a Phoenix Wright joke in the show, I was like, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, there, there's small things like that, though, like, if they continue with that, and they, like, the callbacks are classy to, like, other games and anime, like, it'll be enjoyable, and I hope yeah. it, that's what it stays, because... There's, I don't feel like I'm going to drop it, but if it just completely tanks, it wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah, I just hope they, like, move away from some of the cliches, but knowing this show, they probably won't. I pro- Like I said, I like you said, I probably won't drop it, but it's probably going to be, like, a 6 out of 10 type of show. Yep. Uh, next up, Season 4 of Food Wars. Probably won't go much into this since everybody knows what Food Wars is. And it's kind of the same show, except now they're doing, like, a winner-takes-all type of thing against the Elite Ten. And it's, like, the group of Rebels versus the Elite Ten, and they're doing, like, Team uh, Shogekis. That's it. They just do Team Shogekis right now. So nothing has really developed other than dope-ass food and people, like, jizzing their pants over eating meat. So if you like Food Wars, you'll like Season 4. If you've never seen Food Wars, you should probably watch the first episode. Uh, yeah, not that much to say. Nothing's really happened other than Shogeki. So, if you like Food Wars, check it out. Alright, and so we got two more coming. The next one, Assassin's Pride. This was the one going in I thought was going to be... I actually put off watching it because it's from EMT Squared, which are the people behind Love Tyrant and... The worst anime of all time. Love Tyrant? No, 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 no. The oh, Blessing oh. of Einhar and Oh, yeah, Blessings of, of the... Yeah. 
Blessings of literally yeah, the, Ragnarok the and the Blessings of the Iron Yar, whatever the hell that show was. However, I'm re- enjoying this show quite a bit. Okay, I I have watched the first episode, so okay. I want to get your take on. All right, that. so this is it gives you this. It's kind of what I what Ari Ferreira should have been, I guess. It's not going to be like some masterclass thing, but anyway, the premise of the story is Kufa is an assassin who is hired by a noble to watch after his daughter and train her to use mana so that she can... Basically, she's at school. He has to train her to use mana. If she can't activate mana before the end of term, he's supposed to murder her. And it's not explained terribly well, but the aristocrats are the only ones who are able to use mana and to fight monsters. And... He the the noble that hired him. His wife had an affair, and it's possible that the daughter or the girl that he's raising as his daughter might not be his daughter at all. And if she doesn't have mana, that would confirm the affair or confirm his, that it isn't his daughter. And then he needs to wipe her out so that his basically to protect the name and to keep this all hush hush about what's going on with their family. But the main character, who's like a cold, calculating assassin, starts to like grow an attachment to the girl and how hard her life's been, and so he gives her the ability to use mana so that he doesn't have to murder her. Uh, like I said, it's kind of what it ha- gives me an Ari Ferreira vibe with the art style and stuff, and I I don't know, I find the show more enjoyable than that, probably because I can understand it and give a crap about some of the characters because they're not so cardboard that it's unwatchable. I actually really okay. like the girl in the show, uh, Marieta, something like that. Marieta. She, she's cute. She's like a little blonde. She kind of reminds me of like a, like a Juliet char- type of character. Yeah, yeah where, for sure. I can see that from boarding school, Juliet. Yeah. And so she gives you yeah, like this Juliet sure. vibe, and she obviously is smitten with her her professor who's teaching her how to be a swords swordswoman. I'm not really sure where it's going to go. There's some cool twists that come in about episode 3 that are actually so obvious that it hurts and they're so in plain sight that you actually I didn't even see them coming because it was so obvious, but I won't spoil it because okay. it's I think it's actually that good because it's so cookie cutter and obvious that you can just ignore it but I don't know I really I'm enjoying it I think it's probably as a show and as a whole it's not as good as probably uh oh what was it oh uh OP the hero is OP but overly cautious oh yeah uh I don't think it's as good a show as that but I enjoy it far more uh, that, uh, that from, says from what I when I watched episode one, like I, because I like I at least want to give like shows a shot, and going into this, I already had like the idea of I was going to hate this show, and after episode one, I was like, this is the type of show where like, like this is going to be like my guilty pleasure yep. type of show, uh, like boarding school Juliet, like that type of show, like that's just like a my like guilty pleasure. Assassin's probably kind of had that feeling 
I'm probably gonna watch, wait for it to have like more episodes out so I can like binge it rather than watching it week to week. Yeah, that's that's but, definitely a decision I would make if you haven't started it yet, because it's one. Yeah. It's definitely that kind of show. It's not gonna be something you're gonna be sitting on pins and needles for, or even really want to. But if you have an afternoon. Yeah, and it's like, maybe I'll watch it. Like, I don't know. I don't have high hopes, but I'm probably still going to watch, like, I'll watch, like, the next, like, maybe when there's, like, six episodes out, I'll watch, like, five episodes and see if I like it or not. It's Because I can see I can see where some of the routes they might take, I would like it, and I can see some routes where, like you said, if they do some, like, cookie-cutter bullshit, I'm probably going to drop it. Like, I, there's just so many shows out where, like, I have to, like, pick and choose with my time so yeah there are a couple things I do want to point out about it too though there are times there's two things that I think will be the biggest turnoff for people one they jump in time a lot like things they don't feel are important like there's a tournament in like episode three that they only show you one round of the tournament because that's the only one that's important and then they show the next match and how it ended and that's it okay like you don't get to see anything else. Like the tournament is over in half in half an episode, so gotcha. if you, they do a lot of jumping, they also I think an episode two jump like a six months or six weeks or something time period. Like there's just to the end of term, and they don't show any like training, so they just cut out the fluff. Which for some people that might not be they might not enjoy that because it feels like it's jumping way too much. But if you don't want to watch the training montage. It's not there. And then also, <laughs> they don't straight out explain how the classes work, like the aristocrat class, but also, like, the different classes, like paladin, assassin, like, I, I forget the other types of classes that they have. But they don't explain that because everyone in the world kind of already knows it, so they don't see the need to just kind of oh, for the viewers watching, let me just explain this to you, even though you already know the characters of the show already know what's going on. They don't need to explain. So they just kind of feather stuff in that if you can piece the stuff together yourself, you'll figure it out. So it works in terms of, like, the scene of the show. But as a viewer, you might feel like you're kind of confused because they're not straight out explaining things to you. They expect you to just piece it together from what the breadcrumbs they leave. Gotcha. I like shows that do that too. Alright. And the last one we're going to talk about today is Welcome to Demon School, Irumakun. This one I picked because I loved the art style to it. It has like a western kind of uh, cartoon vibe to it. But it's about a kid named Irma whose parents are completely irresponsible and they make him do all the work and eventually they're scrapped for money so they just sell him to a demon. And the demon that they sell him to happens to be like a very, very powerful demon who is in charge of some kind of boarding or some kind of school. He's like the principal or whatever and Irma is going to be forced to be the grandson of this demon and go to school with demons even though he's a human and it's kind of him trying to navigate the demon world without raising suspicions that he's human while everybody around him if they found out he was human they'd kill him but he always seems to 
instead of trying to keep a low profile like he's trying, he ends up causing some kind of chaos and becoming, like, notorious around the school for being badass. Even though he has... He lucks into everything that he does. It's a really funny show. I'm enjoying it. I think I have it like like an eight right now, seven or an eight. Wow. But uh, it wasn't something I expected to really like. I was gonna watch three episodes and drop it. But the characters are really funny. Like they, the world is actually really unique, and the art is beautiful. I love the cartoon style. I use cartoon in like the Western sense. The cartoon sure. style art that they have to it. It's really like bright and poppy for like what's supposed to be the demon world. Everything's really like vivid, which is kind of like contra- contrasting like ideas. But it's a really good show, really funny. Where's the streaming on? Uh, Crunchyroll. Okay, I might actually check it out then because I legit thought you were going to trash oh, it. It's a good show. You said that. I, All right. Well, it has a seven point five, so other people seem to agree that's wow. a pretty good show. Right on. Awesome. Like it's it's definitely not serious in any way, but it's kind of just like I'll just give like a early on first episode Be- because he's the new transfer student. He's told that he has to give a speech to the class, and he ends up like stepping on the f- foot of uh, Asmodeus, I believe it is, like an up and coming demon. Who, if you know much about like demonology or anything like that, it, Asmodeus is a na- like. Uh, one of the demons from like, was it the Solomon or King Solomon's key or whatever? But uh, no idea. All right, it's not all that important. <laughs> he, it's a it's a famous famous demon name. But Asmodeus is like an up and coming student who's like top of his class, and they end up in a duel. But because he has some kind of freak ungodly luck, he ends up winning the duel and imprisoning Asmodeus to be his slave. And so, like, he's already, like, made a name for himself. Episode one. And he's got, like, this servant who's absolutely badass. And it, it's just kind of stuff like that where he lucks his way through everything. Okay. That actually sounds like a good show. I might at legit actually check this one out. Next, we're going to be jumping into our off-the-cuff segment. But before that... Uh, this is the first uh, podcast that I'm streaming on Twitch, and I actually got a viewer question off Twitch. So, Adam, this is for both of us. Are there any good female sports anime out there that you would recommend? Oh, good female sports anime. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm trying to... The first one that comes to my mind is Hanibato. Oh, yeah. That's the uh, I, badminton one? The badminton. Yeah. Definitely recommend Hanibato. Uh, to be honest, I don't really know much more because I think we had this discussion with when we had Cinderella 9 like two seasons ago yeah, that there really aren't that many good like female representation in sports anime yeah and Hani Bato is the one that most recent that came to my mind and that one was a legit good show yeah I'm trying that same season they had the volleyball one that wasn't very good they had Kaijo but that's like super fan servicey. That was a couple that's, seasons yeah. before, but people really liked it, and people like I guess Kaijo even became a freaking sport because of the show. So like, yeah. I never watched that one. Honey Bado was good. Oh, I'm trying to think of anything else though, um, like a s- track and field one. I mean, I watched Suzuka. That one has like track and field and like high jump in it, but that's more of a romance. 
Um, yeah, I can't. If you can't, think I can't of any, think of yeah. one off the top of my head. But maybe that's something we should go into. Try to like come up with an answer for that for next week, and open yeah, up. It's, just, it's, just, it's an under underrepresented like genre. Okay, well, female, well, let's do sports. this then. How about well, first we come back next week with any answers and we can come up with one, doing some research. But if you were to make a sports anime about female characters, what sport would you pick? Field. I think field hockey would be really cool. Field hockey. Just because I think I think um, not many people play it, not many people know it. You could turn it into like a really dope anime and get and pique people's interest. I think that'd be a really cool idea. It's field hockey. Yeah, f- field hockey is good. I wish Cinderella Nine was better. That that yeah. turned out to oh, be more of yeah. an idle one too, which yeah, like a league of their own baseball would be fucking sweet. Yep, that'd be so good. Okay, but now let's actually transition to our off the cuff segment, which is a segment where I ask Am a question, he asks me a question. We have no prior knowledge or what the other person's thinking, and we just come up with the answer off the cuff. So first, I'll go, Adam. My question to you is that with anime is that is getting more and more mainstream popularity and more eyes around the product, what current show or movie would make a great transition into anime and be a legit product? I mean, did we not just uh, answer that question a second ago? <laughs> okay, maybe that's just like a female sports question. I know, I was, I was just but saying, like, like, that could be the answer. A league of their own turned into an anime right there. Um, a stri- right, but so Stranger I'm a, Things. I'm an answer that's not... Oh. I would like to see Stranger Things or like, I think that could work really well. I think that'd be amazing. Or, even actually, if it's not an that. exact copy of it, but that idea translated into an anime. Um. Also, oh, I had another one. I'm just spaced on it. Like you know how there's been a bunch of those like serial killer like documentaries coming out. I wish I could remember the name of the one I was watching not too long ago, but it was about, like, guys who are interviewing, like, they, they created, like... Oh, Mindhunter. Mindhunter. That's it. Yeah. Mindhunter, but turned into an anime. That kind of premise. Yeah, because they have, like, Mon- Monster is, like, a, a serial killer anime Then that's, like, beloved by everybody, so I think that'd be a really good genre to, like, jump into as well. Yeah, I think those would those two would be my answer. Mindhunter and uh, Stranger Things. Great answer. I think those, that's. I think Stranger Things was a fantastic answer. My answer was Fast and the Furious. I oh yeah, that'd be cool. Anime. That's a great just setting. How, just like how ridiculous they're getting, and like like Hobbs and Shaw, the newest one, just they're getting more and more and more ridiculous. I think that you could that could be an awesome anime. I wonder if you could do something like Rush Hour then too. Turn that. Ooh, uh, Cop cra- Yeah, that, I. That's true. Copcraft, Copcraft is Rush Hour. We maybe yes, that's it why is. it popped into my head because I know you've made that comparison on an episode. Watch Copcraft. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my question for you, Peter: What is the the show or shows from a genre you normally don't enjoy, but you found enjoyable for that one or that series of shows? So for me, Ooh. I'll just give an example. Like I don't, I don't watch Mex. So, like, all the Gundams and stuff like that have okay. never done it for me. But I loved Gurren Lagann. But... That's good. Uh, I think... I... I fuck... I shouldn't say I fucking hate. I hate harems. I think harems are so bullshit. And so, like, unreal... I know anime's, like, uh... 
whatever, like a gateway into like your imagination or whatever you want. But like harems are so like dumb, and I most harems are just so cliche and dumb and just terrible. But like right now, we never learn is a great harem. Quintessential quintuplets, a great harem. High school DxD. Uh, high school DxD, amazing. <laughs> That's just a good show. And then, like, kind of, like, Bunny Girl Senpai was a little harem-ish. I think how it's, like, transitioning into it. But, like, at least that one... Or, in, like, the Monogatari series, there definitely has, like... Those are shows where, like, they have love multiple love interests, but, like, the main character actually chooses one, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, it's it's Except, like, nice when... It's a 12-episode runaround. It's nice when you make... In, when you have a harem-esque show that the main character doesn't just stay wishy-washy the whole time. And, you know, a show that does do that, Sword Art Online, main character totally picks the girl right off the bat. Okay, well, Sword Art Online sucks, so we're not going to get into that, but I will say that the romance element in Sword Art Online is good. A lot of the other aspects I'll of take Sword Art Online are terrible. I'll take it. So... So yeah, mine is definitely harems, and I legit think my favorite harem is Quintessential Quintuplets. I love that show. I have a figure coming in December. Yes, I cannot wait. Alright, so that's our off-the-cuff segment, and last, we're going to end the podcast with a game of Anime 20 Questions. So what I do is, this time, I'm picking an anime, and Adam has 20 questions to guess the anime that I'm thinking of. So, Adam... Whenever you're ready, go ahead. Alright, we're going to start off with... Is it a harem? No. Alright, not a harem. Is it a... Romance? Yes. Okay, we got a romance. Um... Does it take place in a high school setting? No. No. Not a high school setting. Alright. Doesn't mean like a, not, doesn't mean there's I'm not high school not, in it, not, but there's just not Not at a school. Not at a school. Ooh. Um duh. Is there supernatural involved? No. No supernatural. What is that? Three, four. That's four. Four. Um, does it take make place... Make sure you have seen this. Uh, I was just gonna, you have I was going to say, that's my next question. Have I seen this before? Yes, five. All right. Does it take <laughs> place in a workplace environment? No. Not a workplace environment. Is there a video game aspect to it? No. No video game aspect. Seven. Oh, wow. Uh, is the lead character a male? Is there a single... Let me rephrase this. Is there a singular male lead character? So there's only one that is obviously the lead. If not, then no. Yes. There is a singular male lead. Okay. 
did this come out in the year 2015 or later? No. It's before 2015. That's nine. Is this a shonen? No. It's not classified as a shonen. Ooh. Ooh. Now you're really throwing me for a loop. Um, not in school, not in a video game world. Doesn't involve supernatural, so there's not ghosts or demons or stuff. Um, no ghosts, no demons. Da, 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 da. Uh, are there multiple females that are in, potentially in love with the main character? No. Wow. I really. I know, right? A rarity. I know. I'm really. Well, that throws me off. You're at eleven. I'm at eleven. Oh. Are the characters in the show? teenagers or would they be high school students at least even if it's not in a high school I can't answer that question would they be students at all <sighs> it's how you're phrasing the question are the of the oh, wow it's it's are they older than 18? The characters in the show? The main couple in the show? Let me check. Real Let quick. me check. Damn. I really don't know where I'm going with this now. <laughs> yes and no. So one's older than 18, one is not older than 18. That is correct. Twelve. Does this involve mental illness at all? Ooh, um, I I can't answer that because I think it's one of those things where I think somebody could definitely see it that way, and other people could see it not that. I'm way just at gonna all. ask: Is it welcome to the NH NHK? It is not welcome to all the right, NHK. Well, That's a good guess, though. That's a very good guess. Uh. You're at 13. Doesn't take place in school, so it can't be Kimi no Nawa. Um, is it a movie? Yes. It's a movie. 14. Wow. I am really... And I... And you know I've seen this. One, according to your my anime list, you have seen this movie. Oh great! Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna be now looking dumber. <laughs> There's no supernatural. What the heck? Um, what movies have I watched? Uh oh. Do, when I okay, it hasn't come out from 2015 or later, right? You said that in the answer. Yeah, was that was so. It was earlier than 2015. Was what we that is correct? What we determined. Okay. 
What? How many questions am I at? You're at fourteen. At fourteen. Holy crap! So you have six guesses left. Yeah. Um. Uh. Well, I'm trying to think of movies I've watched and not recently. Is this a Ghibli film? Let me double check real quick, but it is not. I think you might have me stumped then, because I'm... You got five more guesses. Uh, yeah, five guesses for a show that I've watched and should definitely know, or a movie I've movie, watched. Movie, not show. Yeah, movie I've watched. It's not... Um... Oh, 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 what is the name of this? Is 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 <laughs> one of the love it. interest a teacher? Uh is she a teacher? Let me double check. I'm pretty sure she's a teacher. Is it Garden of Words? That that's the that It is yeah. Garden okay, of Words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh I <laughs> Yay! I, I, I was thinking about it the wrong way because I was thinking yeah. what movies that I watched before 2015. I watched that like six months ago. <laughs> Came out in 2013. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, I was gonna be like, I, this will be one where I know you've seen it. It's very popular. Yeah, it's really good. It, I liked that one. I did not. You didn't like it? Oh. <laughs> no, not really. I didn't really like uh, some of it. So. I... I, I give it like a seven, I think. I have an eight, so. Okay. All right. Well, let's close off. Okay. Well, that's all. Wrap up our uh, episode of episode ten of What Do You Say Anime? Um, I'm starting a new project for the next couple of filler episodes. Adam, if you want to think of something, I'm doing the top anime of the decade. Oh wow! And not just, and I'm doing it based off of like cultural impact like genre impact or just like overall good show so be looking for or be looking for that in the next coming weeks other than that that wraps it up if you want to follow us follow us on twitter at what do you say annie that's what do you say a and i on twitter or you can contact us at what do you say anime at gmail.com yeah make sure to leave a comment and vote on the video it helps us be able to spread the show around to people the more interaction the video gets on youtube the more that the youtube algorithm algorithm is able to like you know spread it out for people to see so if you enjoy it if you have critiques any of that stuff leave it below any type of feedback really helps yes and if you're on apple podcasts it's uh if you could give us a rating and a comment, that would also help the algorithm a lot. So if you're listening there, please do that if you can. Other than that, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next Have time. Have a good one. <laughs>